Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the Game That Tune champion, Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, fellas. Welcome back. Game That Tune, episode 238 in the house. And man, oh man, we got a great show coming up for you tonight, guys. If you're just joining us, what we're going to do here is uh, listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night gets to pick the theme for the next episode and play some uh, bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the fantastic David Fleming. And David, you get to tell everybody about the theme for tonight's episode. What do we got? Uh, The theme for tonight's episode is role-playing games. Or, colloquially, RPGs. Yes, see, thank you. Because you're avoiding all of last week's rocket launcher references right off the bat by saying role-playing games. I'm a little disappointed. I uh, really was going to continue that joke, David. What else could RPG stand for besides role-playing games? It could stand for, like, uh, Capcom versus Tatsunoku, because you can play as role. Right, that's the same bad joke you made last week. Still, uh, yeah, still beating that drum, baby. Well, I figured um, you were beating a drum. I was gonna beat mine back. Oh my! But my my next beat was gonna be what else could role playing games stand for? Jesse, what does oh, RPG stand for? Oh, oh, Katamari Damashi. See, that's all. Oh fuck, that's good. That's because yeah, you roll the fucking ball and shit. You roll while you're playing a game. Yeah, so it could be that. any game that you play while on ecstasy. Are there any? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right. Could it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, no, any, I mean any game you enjoy while well, eating a barbecue sandwich. I don't know. Hey, so um, is a Madden? <laughs> is are Madden games role playing games at this point? Because you can create your character, uh, level up your stats. Uh, the newer Madden games have a fucking weird ass story mode. I mean, oh, so God. isn't it kind of like a role playing game? You're playing as some jacked up athlete. I mean, honestly, like, you know, I haven't played Madden in a long time, but, like, FIFA, that is all in there, and I, you know, it took me a while to realize, like, I'm playing FIFA like a role-playing game right now. Like, you know, I'm doing literal drills. I'm not just playing the World Cup as a character with vaguely my face. I'm practicing as my character and, like, beefing up my own stats. I'm like, motherfucker, they got me. They got me good. I'm, you know. They got me doing the practice. They got me practicing and buffing up those stats. Uh, you know, the, uh, role-playing uh, games have infiltrated all games. God, so I, mean, I would... I maybe would, not all games, but I, I, would just, love I can a, only imagine. I would love a role-playing game where the random encounter is an entire football game. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, or you, the random encounter, you encounter a fucking European soccer match. Like, <laughs> well, there's... 150,000 people here. <laughs> I just I just wanted to clarify that it was role-playing games instead of RPGs, because I really, really didn't want Johnny to bring double dribbles saying, you know, rebounds per game. Ooh. 
see. Wow, yeah, that's that a is good one. Yeah, bold. That's bold of you to think that Johnny would know the abbreviation basketball. for a basketball statistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do like the idea that Johnny would think that double dribble as a basketball game would feature you rolling a ball and therefore bring it. Like <laughs> Bowling. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Bowling makes sense, but yeah, basketball would be right up Johnny's alley. Like, yeah, you can roll the ball into the into the net, right? As far as Johnny knows. Okay, you know. Okay, John, give me some credit. All right. <laughs> I know in basketball you've got to hit it with the stick into the net. You can't just roll it into the net. Exactly. Yeah. It, I, I don't still don't understand Johnny why they don't call it baskets ball. There's two baskets. Why is it only one basket for one, you know, two baskets for one ball? Why is it called basketball? It should be called baskets ball. Two baskets for one ball is a really gross video that I've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh. Damn. <laughs> game anyway, one. So the game, uh, the game tonight is role-playing games. Uh, so we've got some fantastic tunes coming up, I'm sure. And uh, I think you know we got a we got a blast uh, blast coming. So Johnny, let's uh, let's start it, man. Roll the dice and see what comes up. Oh, gambling for, uh, games. Oh, oh, you know, fucking just tabletop RPGs. What about it? Yeah. Twenty signs on that die. Well, that's we'll that counts because it is a role play game. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's a double points thing, man. <laughs> oh, double points. Okay. Yeah. Game, game. one. <laughs>
In this game, uh, one of the boss fights carries a whole bunch of swords. Um, each of the swords are all weapons from past games in the series.
Alright, how are you guys feeling with this softball? Oh. I'm feeling pretty good. We have very different definitions of softball. Oh, <laughs> Of course. But of course, it's a softball. Huh. I mean, it's me. Uh, I feel like I'm right on a technicality. Oh, man. What the f- Okay. So Johnny has a dick. And, uh... John says Sword Art Online. Oh, that's fun. And David, okay, I guess he's kind of right. Final Fantasy, whichever one we haven't used, which is no, Final Fantasy there's a couple 12. we haven't used. Final Fantasy 12 is this one. It's that one? Yep. I was going to oh. say, if, if we're getting down to games that we haven't used, we haven't used Final Fantasy 12 and we haven't used Final Fantasy 15 for sure, but I know it's not 15. So if you give me a 50-50 shot, I can guess that it's Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> Fuck! I've played this game! I should... <laughs> I've played this game, minute, too. But... Oh, really? What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. There was a brief period where I got very into PS2 piracy. <laughs> and I got this game just because I could. And actually played a good amount of it. I got stuck pretty early on in the game, cool. though. and couldn't get past the level. Oh. I just kind of gave up. Wow. Ah. Damn, John. That's really... I I I I have no words. So this is the only RPG you've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I can't wait for the either the next free play jingle or like something to just have that clip of like I've played this game too. What? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I yeah, it's truly shocking. Uh, like Johnny RPGs, no. Johnny Final Fantasy, no. Like no, you know, nothing about that adds up at all. Johnny so I, PS2, I guess... and it's not Guitar Hero, no. Right. No. I was gonna that yeah yeah. I was gonna, the only thing I've ever seen you play on PS2 is Guitar Hero. So no. <laughs> but th this is one of the least Final Fantasy Final Fantasies of all time. So I could see Johnny being like, oh well, sure, I can hop in on that. Like. It's not, you know, it's not the traditional just window battle system. So, like, maybe you give it a shot and then yeah. obviously you get stuck and never play it again. But Yeah, uh, I enjoyed I, that real-time battle system concept. That was pretty cool. You know, I, I was very big into, uh, you know, I, I had the PS2 hard drive adapter and I figured out how to soft mod my PS2 with free McBoot. And uh, I, I had that whole thing where you could, like, load ISO files over the network so I didn't even have to like burn DVDs it was amazing oh my god and so yeah I was just getting like any new PS2 game I just got it and just <laughs> put on the hard drive and played it there were good. so many games I didn't play but I had them <laughs> right I mean god like fucking PS2 like that's likely there are, only, there are only a few thousand games to choose from so I'm impressed that Johnny, in your travels, you decided to try Final Fantasy XII <laughs> out of all the games you could have downloaded and tried. Um, well, that's cool, John. I'm glad to know that you played it. Jesse, I saw you shaking your head when I said this was one of the least Final Fantasy <laughs> Final Fantasies of all time. Uh, you, you got thoughts on that Gambit system? I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I love it. Uh, this is one of the only Final Fantasies I've played to completion. <laughs> like, if you if you think about it, I was because I've been playing around with it because uh, it's on Game Pass, of course. And uh, it's it reminds me of Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake. How you know you're controlling the main character, and the other characters are pretty much doing their thing. And the only thing is, in this game, you're kind of you know s programming them to do certain things. Loved it. 
and uh, you can still switch between them and give them proper commands and stuff. So it, if you think about it, this is kind of like the proto system of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. But, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but that explains why I kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> it was getting back to the uh, that Final Fantasy XII, uh, a little bit uh, more active battle system. I, I liked it a lot. Because, yeah, like... Uh, I did like that. You could literally just like prioritize the list of things that people would do in battle, and you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't. Sorry, let me say that without burping. You know, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know why this guy's fucking taking so long to heal me up. So let me just switch over to him and make him do that. Okay, now, yep, back to back to business. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was good for like active and also a little passive, but then some impatience. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Stop. Actually, stop healing. I'm gonna need you to shoot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> shoot this motherfucker right now. You got the final thing. Do this. Uh, it was. Uh, it was cool, man. Yeah. I haven't played it in years, but I, I really did like this one a lot. Um, it's also kind of like Star Wars. The plot. A little bit Star Wars. I could see that. So, I keep explain. forgetting that Final Fantasy went in like a scientific cyberpunks come what direction? Because I always think of like. Final Fantasy being, you know, the knights and the mages. Well, and that's like, what yeah, this once one he, is. Once he pulls out the gun, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, but I mean, there were, you know, even then, there was it's like a magic always, musket thing. <laughs> there was almost always an airship involved. So, yeah. like, you know, at some point it went sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty early on, at least. Yeah, actually, I can't speak to the certain games. Yeah. Jesse, when, when did the airship first show up? Um... Final Fantasy 1. Okay, yeah, cool. So pretty <laughs> early on. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this game, uh, man. So you're playing, it's what, Zodiac Age that's on uh, yes. on Game Pass. So did yeah. you play the original and now you're playing Zodiac Age? Yeah, I did. You, I almost you, beat the original. Oh, okay. But I got stuck. I, I fucked myself over. I saved in a spot right before mm. you fight Sid. And like, uh, hate that about old games. <laughs> and I couldn't really grind to like level up, so I just had to keep trying. And I just wasn't more powerful enough to beat them. And cool. like, my last save was like ten hours, and <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going back. You know, <laughs> I, I liked it, man. Uh, this but, was one of the first games that I looked up a way to like manipulate it. That uh, because see that was the beauty of the active battle system to me. You could set those gambits in a way, and uh, it it was a bit like the uh, Ronco rotisserie. You could set it and forget, and forget it. it. <laughs> Fucking you know, I was playing this when I first you know was out of high school. I was living you know over in Gainesville with my buddies, and we had it, and you know we each had our own saves going. And so I you know I looked up like just how to do some quick leveling, and someone had figured out. There's an area, some tomb or something, where these ghosts will... You can fight them, and as they get to a certain low health, they'll spawn another one, and another one, oh, wow. and another one. And you can set your party to gambit in a certain way that you'll fight these things forever, if you so desire. Wow. <laughs> and so I, uh, I did that. And it made the game very easy after that, because I came <laughs> home from a night at work... And my game had been playing itself for about eight hours. Holy and, shit. 
Uh, yeah, I whooped the game's ass after that. It was fucking dope. <laughs> like, that sounds I got to amazing. the final boss and you know, fucking Michael, he's like, dude, you really didn't need to do that. I'm like, yeah, but I needed to be sure, you know? I wanted to make sure that I was going to whoop this guy's ass. <laughs> like, okay, so whoop like it this, good. <laughs> this boss is level 53. I'm level 50. I should be okay, but just to be certain, I want to be level 86. Pretty much. That was exactly how it went. <laughs> it was uh, it was a shitty move on my part, but you know, look that up. If you're thinking, like, I'm a little stuck in Final Fantasy XII, look up the infinite looping ghost <laughs> fight and uh, just level up a few characters while you're at work. It's awesome. Because um, the game's cool. Uh, I, I don't remember the, uh, the story all that well. It's Star Wars. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> so, so, I is... mean... Is the okay. bunny woman Chewbacca? That's that was Basically, my question because yeah. Balthier okay. is Han Solo, so yeah. Fran is Chewbacca. That's which, right. You know, the, I, so that puts Fran at the top of the list of most fuckable Chewbacca proxies <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yeah, I'd let that Wookiee win. What do you, you, you mean? <laughs> oh man, let the bunny woman win, baby. <laughs> She can rip my arms out of my socket if you know what I mean. You can call me Captain Bush anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not arguing with her being a fuckable Chewbacca proxy. I'm just curious how long is that list of Chewbacca proxies? Let's see, there's so Harry far, and the Hendersons. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. She, I was gonna she say, beat out Harry. <laughs> There's Fran. <laughs> oh, there's the dog there's, from Spaceballs. I was going to say, there's Fran, there's Barf from Spaceballs, yeah. <laughs> and what else we got? Hmm. I mean, we could really flesh this out if we had time, I'm sure. I mean, just th let's think of, like, you know, kind of big, you know, kind of lumbering sidekick type characters to a more dashing, uh, you know, talkative character. I mean, uh... Oh, shit, uh, this um, uh, fucking... Chris Sully Farley and Tommy Inc. Boy. Uh, yes, yeah, so Chris Farley and Tommy Boy, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sully and Monsters Inc. is valid. Um, Bullwinkle. Ooh. Uh, yes. <laughs> Bullwinkle, one of the least fuckable Chewbacca proxies of all time. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> You know, um, I want to sit here and argue as like Rocky isn't a Han Solo, but no, that tracks. Eh, fuck yeah. it, why not? Pig, would, would Piglet or Tigger be the the Chewbacca? Because mm. I feel like who hangs out with Piglet more? Well, and see, one of the things that I feel like also <laughs> defines Chewbacca, and I'm trying to say this without sounding somewhat offensive, but is his uh otherness his foreignness his inability to be understood by anybody except his friend so like you know you got your harry you got your chewbacca fran in final fantasy 12 even skirts that line because she's like from the weird bunny race and doesn't uh, you know speak english all that well so like you know i i don't know man all the characters in winnie the pooh converse just fine so oh, maybe it's more of a christopher robin is han solo and Pooh is chewbacca because essentially, well, also, like, essentially, they can only talk to each other, you know? That's right. I mean, in order... Uh, fuck in order it, for I'm you sorry, to... David. Ultimate Chewbacca. Hobbs. Truth. Yes. Fucking, yeah. you know, Catwoman and Hobbs. You know, there's no cartoon to speak up I, for that, but yes. For Hobbs, half a second, I thought you meant from Hobbs and Shaw. And I was from like, Hobbs and Shaw, yes. Like, what the, the shit? <laughs> I'm out. 
I was just uh. going to say, like, I don't know that Winnie the Pooh has a Chewbacca because I don't know that Winnie the Pooh has a Han Solo. Like, who is the dashing rogue in Winnie Robin. the Pooh? Christopher Robin. Eeyore. Yeah. I... <laughs> Owl. I mean, I... Probably Owl. <laughs> I honestly could not imagine, like, a young English schoolboy in the Han Solo role. Like, no, that doesn't fit. No, not yet. But maybe once he's played by Ewan McGregor, am I right? But in the Pooniverse, he's... Uh... Yeah, exactly. You go into that Pooverse. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, the Pooniverse sounds like some kind of uh, yeah. interconnected series of pornos. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jesse, no. The new the new way of saying, you know, multiverse involving a certain thing is just that thing dash verse, not oh, niverse. So okay. it's not Pooniverse, it's Pooverse. <laughs> well, I figure we could, you know, get some traffic based on wrong, you know, intentions. Right. <laughs> God, this yeah. isn't what I wanted, but I do like I'm looking the at the hey, I, I can stick around for a minute. <laughs> I'm looking at Pooniverse. All right. Oh, it's four guys talking on the internet. I don't want this. They're talking about which Chewbacca is most fuckable. All right, now I'm interested. Yeah, I'm back in, baby. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy XII, man, I, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I feel like it, yeah, I didn't play the online one, so I can't speak to this a whole lot, but I feel like it incorporated like the hunter stuff pretty well. Like you go out on side missions. Yeah, that was fun. Like that. I like bounty hunting or whatever. Yeah, that was dope. Like just go to the bounty board and uh, go out and fight some monsters. Uh, yeah, How do you feel about Vaughn as your, uh, as your main character, though? I thought he was okay. You know... It- he always reminded me of Aladdin for some reason. Like, the way he's dressed, he's kind of a street rat, you know. Yep. Okay. No, that adds up, man. He this has is a sci-fi dagger, Star Wars you know? Aladdin and Final Fantasy World. This yeah. uh, It's all coming together. It's a rich Checks tableau. Out. Okay, I I must play this game now. You probably should, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's set in Evilis. It has a very Final Fantasy Tactics feel to it. Like I some do of the believe sounds. you need to pronounce that a little more, like, with some oomph. Ivelisse. Ivelisse. Oh, see, I was thinking it was like an entire world of bad people of Evilus. I was like, that's the most unoriginal name I've ever heard. Uh, Ivelisse is the other Final Fantasy dimension where things like tactics take place. Yeah. (laughs) So it's... uh, And needs to be said somewhat grandiose. Yeah, it's like the, the game is very like political intrigue and, you know, like I said, it's Star Wars. You know, you're you're part of like a um ragtag group of people that try to bring down an empire so yep it's it's dope man uh though i guess in this case the empire i feel like whenever you fight them they're just like sick ass dudes in giant suits of armor like if i'm remembering correctly uh yeah i gotta play this game again man i think i need to get it again i think i need to bust into that zodiac age uh because yeah i'm like you know little snippets of memories are coming back to me i'm like you know was I just feel like I remember fighting slick ass dudes in big armors. You know, you got to fight the Marquis and, uh, you know, little, little names and things come back to me. I'm like, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake rekindled my love for <clears throat> Final Fantasy, which I didn't previously have. Uh, you know, I popped Final Fantasy XV back in and played a little bit of that. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not 100% back in on that, but maybe I'd get 100% back into Zodiac Age. That might be, uh, that might be the way back for me. It's, you know, dope fucking game. Yeah, it's with good. With a system I know I can manipulate to make the game easy. <laughs> Hell yeah. I uh, Yeah, I like a lot of things about it. And now, let me ask you something, Jesse. Who exactly 
is Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmask. Um, that he's. Is actually... it you? Are you Captain Bosch? No, you're Vaughn. See, but I hear that he's Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmask. Huh. Maybe. I recall a part of the game where you have to tell a number of people that you're Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmask. Maybe. It's 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 been a long time since I played it too. I played it when it okay, first so came you, out. So you haven't gotten too. back to that part. That's no, that's no, what I'm asking. No, I haven't got that okay. part. Man, when you do, let me tell you something. I'm Captain Bosch. I'm Captain Bosch. Uh. I'm Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmaska. I'm Captain Bosch. I, you know, he might not do the Seinfeld tone when he says it, but it, it feels like it after a while. You have to go should. around pressing a button to declare yourself Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmaska. Isn't that a basketball player? I think so, man. He's uh, you know one of those high draft picks, but he still had a contract in the Euro Leagues before he <laughs> came over to the NBA. Uh, I, I could be mistaken him. You know, is Dirk Davitsky in this game? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, God. I mean, look up Captain Bosch. Tell me that's not Dirk Nowitzki. You know, who is? Um, anyway, man, we, you know, we could go on and on and on in vague, About Captain tangential Bosch. ways related to this game. But, Jesse, <laughs> you know, I think uh, I, I think we should move on unless there's something else. That's good. This game fucking rules, two. and I'm going to bring it back when I do Zodiac Age. Mark my words.
very nice. Um, all right, guys. So, by completing the quests and advancing the story in this game, the player can unlock five additional playable characters, while more characters can be obtained in in-game events as well as via a gotcha system. very nice good tunes anybody feeling good anybody need additional uh trivia anything like that i think i got it i got a guess i think you should have a guess oh johnny says final fantasy 15 you're so on the right track not at all though uh david says fire emblem heroes that's a very good guess based on the gotcha system but jesse has the much more correct answer this is genshin impact Wow. Yeah, dude. I didn't expect you to pick this. You've been uh, been impacted by that Genshin? I played a little bit of it. Yeah, so have I. Not much. Uh, I, I kind of got my uh, my playtime on this derailed by my son falling off a playground and breaking his arm recently. I was really oh, no. planning oh, on... Oh, no. Oof. Yeah, man. I, you know, I was planning on really putting some time in on this the last... Uh, yes, like last night and today even leading up to the show because I downloaded it, had a little fun with it. Uh, could tell it was kind of right up my alley. And then, yeah, my son fell off the playground and broke his arm. So, uh, poor kid, man. Uh, you know, prayers up for my man, little Jacob. Uh, he's fine now. But, uh, Damn. he's got a cast all the way up his bicep. You know, poor, miserable two-year-old with a cast. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Genshin Impact. Not so much the impact that broke my son's arm. Uh, man. Jesse, you played a little, uh, a little of this Genshin Impact? Yeah, it's, you know, it's... For what it is, it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. No, that's the thing. I, I kind of realized, like, wait a minute. 
I'm not above playing this. <laughs> like this is dope. <laughs> like it, it's free. It's uh-huh. it's very pretty. Yep. Um, lots of different characters. Um, and you don't necessarily have to spend real money to buy them. Right. Um, like, okay, you can unlock five characters without paying. Dope. Like the the battle system is kind of fun. It's very you know. You do climb around on a bunch of shit, like in Breath of the Wild, and you have yep. a stamina meter. Um, there's this f- fairy type person that is is fascinating and talks to you a lot. And oh, is there? Okay, so yeah, man, you've you've touched on a few things I want to talk about. So yeah, this initially when I when it came out, I'm like, wow, someone just jacked Breath of the Wild and made it into a free to play game with gotcha things and microtransactions. That sucks ass like what the fuck and then I, I realized like wait a minute you know if that game's fun and I can play it and spend less than I don't know 20 30 dollars on microtransactions might be worthwhile like <laughs> if you get out the door on this game for less than the cost of like a, a discount ripoff game cool good uh cause yeah it's it, they take the Breath of the Wild kind of world and put anime characters in it. Like, dope. Here's the question, though, John. Did you get out with only spending $20, $30? Or did you actually spend like $600? For... So here's the wild thing. I've played this for, oh, I don't know, three hours. I've already spent $500. <laughs> I'm, I'm broke, man. I'm bad at this gotcha system. <laughs> but you got all I the characters, on, though. Just keep on spinning, and I haven't even gotten to the first town yet, but I have all the characters, and I'm level 500 <laughs> You know, it's like when I played Final Fantasy 12 and just got overpowered as fuck. Like, I just, you know, it's like, I'm looking for ways to manipulate the game, and it seems like this one, you just pump a bunch of money into it. Took all that fuck you stock market money, and I pumped it into Genshin Impact. <laughs> that's not you manipul- manipulating the game. That's the game manipulating you. <laughs> that's that's the exact opposite. Is that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. Yes, Are that's you exactly what it is. You say I should put a quarter in my own ass because I played myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> the game made yeah. you. Oh. oh, wow! So um, this game was made in Soviet Russia. <laughs> it, that's right. This is the you know Yakov Smirnoff version of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, I love that it's 2021 and I can still make a Yakov Smirnoff We've reference. We used that last episode too. It's us, baby. We're starting that Yakov verse. You know, I strictly know Yakov from like King of the Hill. I've never actually seen him. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, me too, John. Me too. <laughs> That's how powerful Yakov is. His reputation precedes him. We know him from that King of the Hill episode and from that joke format. It doesn't matter that we've never seen him. Yakov lives on in our hearts and in that stupid joke presentation. <laughs> you know, and though it's home, I, I definitely know who Yakov is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Good times, good times. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, so no, I haven't spent any money yet in Genshin Impact, thank God. Um... It uh, it seems really cool though, and that's the thing. I'm like, I finally got over my pretension and downloaded it uh, on my PS4 and started playing. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, this is cool. Like, yeah, if someone took, yeah, because okay, I'm not the kind of guy that has a whole lot of criticisms towards Breath of the Wild. I love that game. It's a nearly perfect game for me. 
blah blah blah. I understand there's some people that feel like maybe the world's a little sparse, maybe it could use some more enemy encounters, maybe it needs a little better action, maybe less weapons breaking, that kind of thing. So if somebody takes it, flips it around and makes their own fucking version of it and puts it out there for everybody to play and you can, you know, interact with it 99 cents at a time, like, yeah, that's actually, the, you know, I'm not above giving that a shot. Like, sounds good. I haven't gotten to the point, like, I, I was reading about it and it's it's like you can do elemental attacks and like you can do like a burst attack and then your meter recharges or you can do like a super version of an elemental attack which consumes some kind of currency that might need to be bought with premium currency. I'm like, okay, see, that's a little fucked up right there. So, go, you know, you better tell me in the tutorial, like, don't use this attack unless you want to spend a dollar. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye on that meter, you motherfuckers. Well, it's probably not going to, as soon as you press the button, you know you lose money. It's not like oh, that. God, it'd be so funny if you had to connect a bank account to play this. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like our old arcade you just, games. You had to put quarters in to keep playing. Yeah. So Right. So, yeah, you got to send fucking, you know, MiHoYo uh, a voided check. And then you yeah, can play Genshin Impact. <laughs> like, Jesse, I understand your point, but it's not like in Super Street Fighter 2, in order to throw a Shinko Hadouken, you have to put in an extra quarter. <laughs> exactly. That's what the guy at the arcade told me. Right. Would you like some super meter? You know, that'll be a quarter. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you do Akuma's uh, fucking yeah, uh, ultra, and it's like, die how many deaths? And then you just have to start popping in quarters <laughs> to get up to 1,000. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, like, I, I haven't gotten, obviously, I've only played it for a little while. I haven't gotten to the point where it's even prompted me to, like, consider spending money, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool fucking Breath of the Wild ripoff. That's the thing. Like, you know, so you, you take Breath of the Wild, you throw it in some kind of bland anime, like, aesthetic. You know, it starts out and uh, you're playing, or it's doing an opening movie and... Uh, two twins are attacking some sort of god and the god captures one of them and the one that it doesn't capture is the one you've chosen as your character so the story is about finding your twin and reuniting with them and you meet this annoying little character that apparently is going to fly around with you and interact with you the whole time so you're basically a, a non-speaking non character much like Legend of Zelda and you got this Paimon fairy character with you and, uh, you know, that's one thing I'll, I'll dock at some points for. It's like they looked at Breath of the Wild and were like, you know, we love Zelda and we love this Breath of the Wild, but you know what it could use? Navi. Like, how about a modern, talking, you know, super cute little girl version of Navi in Breath of the Wild? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck you. No. Like, <laughs> I don't need that at all. <laughs> like, oh, no. If there was ever anything I needed, you know, less. It's a little cute anime character that pops out and, and speaks in the third person and tells you where to go in the game. What up? Go fuck yourself, Paimon. <laughs> yeah. Episode oh. title. Seriously. <laughs> I, I have no patience for this adorable little anime bitch. I'm so over it, and I've barely been playing the game. Like, oh, man, I hope that as the game wears on, she talks less. Because, yeah, like, she, you know, when she wants to do a little exposition dump or, like, just kind of explain to you how elements work 
or tell you that you need to go to the nearby town of Mondstadt to search for blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck. I'm used to playing Zelda. Put that shit in a text box and shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. And I certainly don't want to hear Paimon thinks we should go to the next town and search for elemental crystals. Paimon thinks you should attack that slime with an elemental attack. Paimon I hope it's in that exact voice. I can't do the register that it's in. <laughs> like, it's that fucking annoying. God. Like, you know, pop up. Paimon thinks you should try a fishing minigame. So it's basically <laughs> Elmo as a guide. Is what this oh, like. it is. They took Elmo and mixed it with Navi and put it in Breath of the Wild, and I want to fucking blow its brains out, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I dude. Pay, I would pay so much money to mod this game so that that character's voice is replaced with yours, John. Just to hear like, hey, fucko, use an <laughs> elemental saying, attack. Exactly. Give me 99 cents, bitch face. Uh, you know, you want to use that elemental attack? I'm, yeah. Uh, use the burst attack, dumb shit. Oh, I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> bada big, bada boom, I'm out of here. <laughs> what a weird taping session that was. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> that is not at all what I thought Christina V would look like. <laughs> oh, if I could misrepresent myself as Christina V. Oh, man. Swoon. Um, <laughs> You'd be having some fun. Yeah, so anyway, no, the game's fun. And, like, I like the character switching. That's the thing. So, like, you're playing as one character. And I guess there's a multiplayer thing where you can play with up to four characters at the same time. But when you're playing as one character, you're in these battles, and each character has an element attached to them, and you can just press on the D-pad to switch to the other character real quick. So I can hit something with a fucking water attack, and then it's got a status condition on it, it's wet. And then I can switch over to my ice character and hit it with an ice attack. And then it's not just, you know, uh, it's it's frozen. It's not just fucking whatever. Like, So there's, there's elemental combos that can be done based on which characters you have in your party. You can switch back and forth. It's a really cool little system. Um, yeah, I haven't explored it in depth. I haven't had the time. But honestly, I think it's pretty fun. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it might have my attention for a little while. Because, like, seriously, take Breath of the Wild and just fan game it and put it in a different world where there's a little bit, you know, more just... Even the trappings of a story and uh, make it free. Okay, you got me on the hook. And now, like I said, if I can get out for a paltry amount, yeah, fuck it. I can, I can have some fun playing this game. You know, the world's beautiful. Uh, characters are sexy and cool and use elemental attacks. And uh, if I can turn off that Paimon, I'm going to find a way to do it. But like, this game, honestly, I, 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 I hate that my initial reaction was like, you know, scoffing at it. Like, I can't believe they would fucking <laughs> presume to just rip off Breath of the Wild and give it to everybody for free. And now I'm like, wait a minute. That's fucking genius. <laughs> like, and I love Breath of the Wild. Don't get me wrong. But like, it, you know, if you could start, if, like, if all games work this way and just put a $60 cap on how much you could spend in a game, I'd play them all that way. <laughs> like,. <laughs> You eventually, maybe, to beat the game, have to spend 60 bucks. Okay, cool. But, like, you spend a little less? Okay, even cooler. Like, I would play all games this way. So, we'll just see. We'll see how far I can uh, get in, uh, in a little uh, Genshin Impact. 
and you know, I, like I wonder how how I could do it on a budget. Because you know, I, I, again, it's Just it's don't something. Don't spend money. There, that's the thing. I'm like, yeah, that's so. Like, I'm trying to rewire my brain to consider the idea that spending money is okay in this. Like, it, you know, I have this gorgeous, cool new game, and it was free. And if the game prompts me to spend ten dollars at some point, I need you know, it's like. Now, hold on. Is that going to be a worthwhile $10? Like, how much, you know, fucking elemental attack crystals does that really get me? How many times is that going to, you know, really be worthwhile? That's, you know, something to consider. But, like, you know, I might throw $10 at this a couple of times if it means finishing and really enjoying the game. Like, I'm, I'm really trying to rewire my brain around, like, maybe, just maybe, thinking microtransact microtransactions are worthwhile. Yeah, that's Only fair. when the game starts is free. If I buy a game and then it's got microtransactions, straight to hell. You know, the game, Paimon, the whole business, all in hell. But free game with a few microtransactions, you might have and my Paimon? attention, man. I, I, you know, oh, God, fucking Paimon. I guess you, you guys all need to download this game. I know, David, it's not out on Switch yet, but Johnny, I need you to fucking download this game. And uh, I, I need you to... And Choose I, your favorite PS4. We need to talk about Paimon. It, it's on PC. Yeah, yeah we a, a, a frank and sober conversation needs to be had regarding Paimon and whether or not this character is worth continuing. Like, you know, we're gonna have to contact the company. Worth you think I, like, he's gonna have a spin-off game? <laughs> I haven't played it, and I've already determined the answer is no. <laughs> See, yeah, you're right. Because my God, man, that's speaking. You, know, you, you nailed it with Elmo. Like, oh, oh. I, yeah. Mm. But there's Elmo some wants you to aim for the potty. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on, man. <laughs> Elmo. Elmo doesn't teach kids to go to the potty. I have a nearly three-year-old son. Elmo doesn't have a penis. It's not his business. <laughs> I've asked Elmo so many times to teach my son how to go potty, and he refuses. <laughs> exactly, because he's a puppet. There's no penises on them, John. I'm so glad that you did not finish that with, I have asked Elmo so many times, do you have a penis? Yeah. <laughs> Elmo says you're on a list now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, uh, regarding microtransactions, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty anti microtransaction really. Like I, it's, I get what you're saying about maybe if they, it's a game that starts as free and you pay as you starts go free. and yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely against games that are straight up like pay to win online games, right? Like fuck see, those, yeah, those suck, right? You know, and but, see that thing. I, I think based on this game having characters that you can actually unlock through the progress of the game, it might not just be pay to win. It might be play patiently to win <laughs> and pay a little extra to to get out of it. And I was reading about it also, and see, this is one thing that doesn't actually reassure me. The gotcha system is programmed after a certain point to just give you the rare items if you draw too many like uh you know shitty draws it has a pity programming system that's nice and i'm like okay no 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 just you know but just you, give people good things yeah do <laughs> like, you have to pay for each play of the gotcha system is that how that i don't works? know i haven't like, gotten credits it for it uh. But that, you, can, uh, you can get characters, you can get items, and you can get currency that can be spent on like attack currency or something. Yeah, so you can you can earn uh, in-game currency by just playing the game, or right. you can spend real money to get more if you want. Like, if you don't want to go grind and play the game, 
then you can just shell out money to just get crap right then. But if yeah. you play the game, you can unlock the stuff at a fairly decent pace. See, my issue with those games is they usually make it so that, like, it used to be to unlock things in games, you'd have to do some grinding, but now they've really upped the grinding, and then said, like, oh, you can, right. pay, and you can pay to skip it, right? See, I haven't gotten to the point where I know how bad it is. <laughs> so, like, yeah. uh, you know, I'll report back in a couple of weeks whether or not I've squandered all my money in this gotcha system, or I fucking hate this game and have quit playing it. I don't know yet. But so far, it seems charming. See, I like my system of buying a game and then never actually playing it. <laughs> I'll just... I Those still, days are in the past, Johnny. That's the thing. I'm actually trying to play games I own. I bought Cyber uh, Shadow the day it came out. I still haven't played that damn game. <laughs> like, oh, that game's fun. It, you gotta play it. God damn it, John. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that describes so many of my game situations of the last, I don't know, 15 years or so. <laughs> but, like, you know, we really, uh, this is the way for me right now to maybe consider starting playing a game. I didn't have to buy it. I had to hit a button to download it, and I'll give it a little bit of time to see if I hate it. That's pretty much it. Like, you know, there's if if I hate it, I'm not pot committed. I'm done. It, you know, if not, I've saved $10. Like, you know, great. It, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I, again, I'm wrapping my head around a new way of thinking on this, so we'll just see. But for now, the game's charming. Uh, free to play Breath of the Wild with anime characters and one really annoying thing. And, uh, thing. you know, fantastic sound. Yeah, that's like, I don't even know if Paimon's a person yet. She floats around and offers advice. I fucking hate her. Um, but so far, yeah. Uh, gorgeous game with a fun soundtrack and, uh, you know, a possible, uh, possible value, uh, in like maybe a game worth playing for less than premium price. We'll just see. But, uh, in the meantime, Johnny. Let's keep it going. Game three. Not drunk.
So, uh, in this game, it is possible to get a bad ending near the very beginning of the game. Um, after events occur in a location, um, a character will ask, Will you accept responsibility for the fate of the land? If you say no and leave, the screen will turn gray and display the text, and so the world began drifting towards its fated destruction. Everybody's um, getting their answers. Uh, I do want to give a special thanks to Silver Nova in our Discord who requested this game, uh, which was also seconded by Unsettled Zebra. Johnny, get that hat trick ready because everyone says Golden Sun. Mm, this is Golden Sun. Never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, weird, right? Jesse, I'm not sure if you're being serious or not, because this is kind of like a a weird like series that I don't want to say cult classic. Jesse always speaks from the Smash Brothers universe. He's never heard of it. It's not happening, David. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Let me just go ahead and game game four. 
Uh, <laughs> David, let me just cut off all your points. Actually, no, I do happen. feel I do feel bad because I have never played the original Golden Sun. I've only played <gasps> Dark. I've only played Dark Dawn on the DS, and I really want to go back and play this because, I mean, it has been described as one of the best RPGs on the Game Boy Advance, and I feel like I should give this game a shot. Plus, the the whole Golden Sun series does this really cool thing with its story where, unlike Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest, where like every game is kind of its own independent story that maybe references other things, but it's their own self-contained narratives. Like, all three games are one story. Because hmm. in Golden Sun, you play as Isaac, uh, and you have run-ins with this, like, ice wizard, or, like, every character has um, adepts, like, certain things that they're good at. Isaac is a... Um, I Big think he's a, Ven he's a Venus adept, so he's like, masters the Earth. Um... Master that Venus, baby. Wait, no. Isaac is. He's adapted with his Venus. No, I'm sorry. Um, Felix is a Venus. Would you stop making jerking off sounds? It's really thrown me off. Um, <laughs> no, he is Venus. Whatever. So the point is. What is he good at, David? <laughs> this game, you play as Isaac, uh, who can like move the earth and control the earth. And you have like regular run-ins with this anti-hero named Felix. Well, in the second game, you play as Felix, and like you see everything from his perspective, and even fight Isaac at mm. certain points. And then in the third game, you actually play as Matthew, who is the son of Isaac. And like in the beginning of the game, you're talking to Isaac, who's now an old guy with a big beard, um, okay. and then go off to like save the world. See, I thought you were gonna say in the third game, Isaac and Felix are living together. And it's, uh, they're, you know, I dare I say it, they're a bit of an odd couple. I got that reference. Yeah, is it, is it, so it's not that? No, it's not that. Yeah, um, Isaac has big hands, Felix has very tiny hands, and they can't agree <laughs> on whether or not they should smoke cigars inside the house. It's not that kind of uh, game? Uh, no, it's not. Um,. What the hell are you talking about, John? What show is about characters with big heads and small heads disagreeing about smoking cigars in the house? <laughs> the I'm trying couple. to mix two different things here, John. So, based on my recollection of The Odd Couple, someone smokes a cigar and, like, throws it on the ground, and the other guy cleans it up with, like, the tip of an umbrella. And in Golden Sun, based on what I know of Golden Sun, from a Smash Brothers assist trophy... Someone has very large hands. So, no. Um, that, that ties into one of the unique mechanics, the djinn. Because um, you can find djinn, uh, which are basically like genie-type creatures. Oh, it's um, not a And then you game. can... Yeah. Uh, and then you can um, unlock them and equip them, and then you gain powers. Uh, one of the powers is move, which gives you, like, giant ethereal genie hands to push objects around the overworld. Because this game also has a lot of, like, overworld... <clears throat> Excuse me. This game also has a lot of, like, overworld Zelda-esque exploration puzzles. Um, yeah, and then you run into cool. an enemy, and bam, you go into the classic turn-based RPG battles. And it sounds really kind of stupid, 
but what? I love the battle screen in this game. Oh no, it Maybe looks that's, good. Because like ridiculous. What a stupid thing to say. Well, I mean, it's like such an odd thing to really like, but no, in Final Fantasy games, you know, or classic Final Fantasy games, like one side, one side, it's all very horizontal. Like in Dragon Quest, it's first person view. This Ooh. has like an over the shoulder battle angle. So like your team lines up on a diagonal and then the enemy is there. So you have like a weird 3D kind of perspective. It just, it looks really cool. I it like does, it a David. lot. Let me just tell you, we should know by now, episode 238 of our video game music podcast, <laughs> nothing is stupid. Like, liking something, you know, liking a minute detail is not stupid. We love shit like that. Yeah. It's not stupid for you to think that's awesome. If you can describe it and we can get through it without us, like, clowning on it, it's definitely not stupid. <laughs> Well, that's what I always get nervous about because, like, oh, I'm gonna describe this because I think it's cool. Like, oh shit, are they going to clown on it? I, yeah, if it can be related to like you know penises or uh, you know sixty nineing or yeah, any number of things, maybe. But like, the point is, you can still express how much you love it. <laughs> like, yeah, if we clown on it, it's because we just we clown on all the things. I clown yeah. on things I love all the time. Like, one of my favorite things to do is watch Back to the Future and clown on it the whole time. Like, <laughs> what? How absurd! Yeah, the the battle screen is is really cool. It's uh, yeah, it's cool. It looks it that I remember playing this on GBA, and I like the like you were mentioning the the dungeon puzzles and stuff where you use the different magic. Because I always thought it was cool. Like not every game does it, but the few RPGs that let you use magic or stuff outside of battles is mm. always like good. Like in like Wild Arms, every character has like a special move. Like the one dude can like fling his rat at stuff or and in this game you know you have the hands that do different things or i think you might be able to like like do like a water spells on like stuff to like make plants grow and yeah um and stuff um, like that it's, it's there's really a water cool. thing yeah um and yeah i agree uh i like that you get to use them outside of battle because most RPGs, when you use some like magic outside of battle, it's heal or teleport, and that's it. Like this, you actually use it to interact with the world, and it's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. One thing that's nice about like like one thing about battle screens that if you think about it, they can really kind of maybe not necessarily make the game, but definitely break the game, right? Because a common problem I had with PS One uh, era. Um, RPGs like Final Fantasy is like you have these beautiful cutscenes and the game is advertised in like magazines with images from the cutscenes but then you spend yeah. most of the game on the battle screen <laughs> it looks yeah. nothing like the cutscene and nothing like what was advertised you know good old block world it's you know, <laughs> kind of like how we were, what we were talking about last week with TL he was talking about Chrono Trigger I'm like yeah if that game had been made a couple years later it would have been on the Playstation and it would need to be updated because it would look like shit now like, yeah. <laughs> Oy. So, yeah. Um, but this yeah. this game it has that. it's got the like really nice big GBA sprites um, oh, in wait, both I... the overworld and the battle. So there's some really vibrant colors. And John, go ahead. I, I was gonna say actually I was gonna speak for Jesse. Jesse has had a number of RPGs ruined for him by the battle screen because he doesn't like first person battles. Yeah. So like <clears throat> you know Jesse won't even try some classic 
you know, RPG shit just based on the presentation of the battle screen. So, like, it, you know, you got to get that battle screen right, man. It's not just in terms of outdatedness. It's in terms of just presentation. And, yeah, like... Uh, you spend David so much the... time in a battle. Dave, in exactly. Battles. That's the Yeah, you spend so much time in those fucking things. Like, yeah, I, you know, I love Earthbound just fine. But, like, after a while, you get tired of just looking at one sprite of a character that doesn't really move. Like, as charming as the game is, it needs a little something else. Yep. You know, so a little tweak in that presentation. It gets a guy like Jesse back on the hook. That's, that's all I was going to say. I remember, like, wait a minute. No, that's... You know, Jesse said this 50 times over the course of this podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he literally brought it up this episode when I mentioned Dragon Quest, and he went, ugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, a- I've been trying to give Dragon Quest uh, Eleven a, a shot, and I like the battle system. It's just the battle music is kind of underwhelming, and it's like... You, it is. You're in... <gasps> you, you've been in battles like, every, like 50% of the game at least. So if you you'd better be you know fun or yeah. sound I, good. So I wait. Okay, I'm the sorry. Battle does, music Dragon, and... does Dragon Quest Eleven only have one battle theme? Like one common battle theme that, that I've heard. And I'm there's just like... there's one common battle theme and there's a boss battle theme and the boss battle theme I am not a fan of because it goes like it's it tries to do something completely different but not in like an epic way in just a hey you would not expect to hear this as a boss music it's like yeah there's a reason why is it is it yama you stupid motherfucker is is it dubstep did they do dubstep for the boss music they got they got skrillex that would be better (laughs) no johnny it's scott oh even better god um, oh, God. Just a man trying his hand at Scott. <laughs> but um, Golden Sun has got awesome battle music. Yes. Courtesy classic composer Moto Sakuraba, because this is a Camelot game, so of course they got the Camelot composer oh, to do it. Good old Mosak. Mosak, back in the house, man. Oh, man. I didn't know this was a Mosak joint. Uh, yes. I have no follow-up to that. That's it. Maybe you got <laughs> okay, to you... GTT Gems to get that reference. <laughs> I, I thought you had more to that. Okay. Get um, to the Gems recording sometimes, David. You'll fucking get these things. Okay. We call His name is Mosack now. Dude, the last Gems recording was just John and I, and it got it got weird, man. <laughs> we really need you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're our anchor, David. <laughs> Sadly, you are our anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Yay? (laughs) Um, But no, uh, Golden Sun, like I said, I sadly have not played the original, but it's it's a fun series, and I want to give it more of a shot. Giving you a really late is it. (laughs) Um, And I want to give it more of a shot. I need to I need to track down the original. Hmm. I think you do. Because, yeah, it's, uh... It, it seems like a beloved series. It, it seems like the kind of thing that's got a lot of fans. And maybe it's Fan just Fan favorite. By virtue of it being a vaguely Nintendo first-party series. Like, you know, do games made by Camelot and published by Nintendo, do you count these as Nintendo series? I guess people do. Um, Considering <laughs> the other ones are, like, Mario Tennis and Mario Golf... 
Yeah, I'm going to say that they are. <laughs> right. See, now that would really put some people on the hook. Like, they just announced that new uh, Mario Golf game. They should put some Golden Sun characters in there to, you know, really test the waters and see if people are up for a new Golden Sun. What would you think about that, David? Oh. Or maybe do the reverse. Hashtag Just make Wal- a new Golden ha- Sun. <laughs> hashtag Waluigi for Golden Sun. Ooh, Waluigi for Golden Sun. There you go. So, I mean, like, that's the thing I just, like, I, I don't understand because I haven't played these games. But, like, these games, you know, it's one of those series where it's got, like, this great reputation. And when you get down, like, right down to it, it's only got, like, three games. Like, it's it's not that prolific of a series. So, but like, David... Chrono Trigger only has two games. See? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, where does this rank, David, on your Mount Rushmore of Nintendo franchises of the last 20 years. Give me give me your 2000s Nintendo Mount Rushmore. Are we including 2000 to the present day, or just like... Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, one of the faces has to be an inkling. Um, it's alright. Well, I also Splatoon. I asked you, motherfucker. It's fine. Um, (laughs) We all get our own Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Everybody gets a Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Um, You get a Mount Rushmore. (laughs) There's an Inkling. There's a me. Because like Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resorts, like those were were huge games for Nintendo. Valid, baby. (laughs) Um, Fuck it. Yeah, I'll put Isaac from Golden Sun up there. Um, okay. I think Golden Sun deserves a spot, and yeah. for the last one, let's go with Olimar from Pikmin. Okay, yeah, see, that was kind of where I thought that was going. Uh, I was waiting to hear Pikmin. Uh, you know, Jesse or Johnny, you got a different uh, last 20 years of Nintendo Mount Rushmore? Hmm, last 20 years of Nintendo Mount Rushmore. So that's from, let's see, it's 2021 now. <laughs> So from, from the release of Golden Sun forward. So the problem is from 2001 on is real blind spot for me. I know. That's why this is just going to remain a pristine natural mountain, John. <laughs> I just have this slight blind spot of two decades. Was Sonic in uh, any Nintendo games in the last 20 years? Yes. That I know. Yeah, that's it. Johnny's Nintendo Mount Rushmore is just all four Sonic and Mario at the Olympics games. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, my my my, my Nintendo <laughs> laugh, but that's what it is. It, it's just Sonic four times is what it is. Yeah, Sonic Mania. Four Sonics. All, all the characters you can play in Sonic. Mania. No, no, no. Just four Sonic the Hedgehogs. No okay. other characters. And so it's. John, I don't know. I kind of like fucking Ray the Flying Squirrel like that. Yes, I kind of like. This is my Nintendo Mount Rushmore. Here's Mighty the. Here's Mighty the Armadillo. <laughs> yeah, he's not on it. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, thoughts? Um, I guess you know, probably Link. You know, Wind Waker and uh. Through the, oh yeah, Toon Link. There's a bunch of good uh, Zelda's oh, that fuck, came out yeah. in the 20 years. Um. Word. Luigi, because like that's when like the the Luigi's Mansion games started coming out, and those are really star. fucking good. Luigi got it. He, the fucking year of Luigi happened, so that's uh, one of them. Uh, fuck. Oh man, 
the master hand from Smash Bros. Because fucking Smash Bros. is fucking life. I mean, yeah. but you know, he started in 99, man. I don't know. Does that count? Yeah, but he didn't get good until Brawl. Yeah. Or Melee. Sorry. Melee. I forget that's the old Yeah, Johnny, what do you know of Brawl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. And, uh, fuck. I mean, mm. I also feel like Luigi represents the Mushroom Kingdom, so um, I don't want to pick Mario because, you know, uh, maybe, uh, fuck, either Fire Emblem character because that got real popular these last 20 years um, or a Metroid because Metroid Prime got real big in those years. Oh, yeah, Metroid's been huge in the 2000s. Well, just just when Metroid Prime and stuff came out, it was real big. Yeah, just for that brief. And people are all still clamoring for it. They, every time there's a thing, people are being like, "Oh, maybe they'll announce Metroid 4." No. Keep on waiting, baby. <laughs> so people okay, so still no, want it. I'll do my quick last 20 years of Nintendo Mount Rushmore. It's uh, fuck me. It is you know, a me was a great choice, David. I fucking love the uh, the Wii games. Um, Me's a good choice. Fucking Paper Mario. What's uh, Motherfucking. Ah, man, do I, you know, do I put a Xeno character on there? Like Shulk? Because now there's been at least. There's been three Xenoblade great. I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll, I'll throw Shulk on there. And, um. Yeah, that's good. Oh, you know. Fucking. I, f- I feel like I'm missing a big one. Uh, a villager from Animal Crossing. Oh, Boom. yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, fuck, Woo! yeah. We got the yeah. big ones. That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, Golden Sun's cool, man. Honestly, <laughs> I'd love to see it make a comeback, but uh, it just, yeah, it, it, it's it been a minute since they've had an entry. So, like, when are we getting a new one, David? Have you been working on this? Working on, like, programming it or working yes. on my angry letter campaign? Well, Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> And so this is what I have so far. You can finish it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I have so far. <laughs> Just Dear drawing. Nintendo. <laughs> and I kind of Sh- lost it after that. Since Shiggy Xerox of a very big hand. <laughs> yeah. We need more of this. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just makes a flip book. This guy This motion. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then at the end, it just says Golden Sun and Smash, or just make a new game at some point. For the love of God, just anything. <laughs> anything. And, yeah, and while we're on the subject, why is the DS entry called Dark Dawn and not something with the initials DS? P.S. I, know, right? I am not a crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been Golden Sun, Dark Shiggy. Dark Shiggy. I like the idea that Shiggy just has, like, Separate file cabinets in his office, like one is all over- crackpot letters. <laughs> one is overflowing with letters demanding a new F Zero, and then there's the Golden Sun cabinet that's just empty, waiting for that letter. He's got it, you know. He's got it on his Mount Rushmore of uh, file cabinets of angry letters, <laughs> despite it not getting a single angry letter just yet. <laughs> it's coming. It is much like the Game Four sound. It's coming. Game four.
of guys. Uh, so this game's director was given a budget of about $200 to market this game. He spent roughly half of that on a wrestling mask and set up signing events uh, around Japan, uh, rewarding fans who managed to visit all, all four of his locations that he set up. Got some answers. Okay, so John says, What a game, which is incorrect. Jesse says, Virtual Quest, which is incorrect. Dave says, Space Hero Quest, which is on the right track, but still incorrect. Ugh. This is Sega Gaga. This is I'm Sega. so glad this is not Sonic Chronicles. <laughs> this is Sega Gaga, a game for the Dreamcast that came out about two months after the Dreamcast was uh, and died. After after Sega announced that they're no longer making it, it's a role playing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's it's a role playing game where you're working at Sega trying to save the company, and it's filled with. All kinds of Sega characters from across different games. Sonic shows up, Rystar, Alex Kidd, Sir Pepper the Third from Clockwork Knight, uh, the Bad Brothers from Golden Axe, the Code Fish from Sega Bass Fishing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's just, this game is insane. So, you go around uh, battling, like, 
other developers uh, and basically forming development teams. And you battle them by not attacking them with your fists, but attacking them with words. Like you hurl insults at them about how the game's never going to ship and it's never going to sell. What? And you defeat so their health power, it's willpower. <laughs> Until they then... Uh, and then you go to a little mini game where they try to apply for a job under you. Uh, you wind up fight. You wind up fighting like five or six different Mecha Ralph Machios. It gets very weird. Like, okay, it's... that sounds awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> and this is before Cobra Kai. <laughs> and the final boss fight is like a Thunder Force style shmup, um, <laughs> where the final boss is different Sega consoles, so it starts with like the, the SG-1000 that turns oh. into the Master System, then that turns it's into... the fight of ages. Yeah, it turns into a Genesis 32X CD combo, then finally the Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the when you're fighting like the Genesis, not only is it shooting bullets, it's shooting enemies from Golden Axe at you. <laughs> like, it just oh, gets God. crazy. Now, does it have like all three versions of the Genesis? No, it's just this Model 1 with the, oh. you know, Model 1 CD and the 32X. It doesn't have the Model 2 or Model 3 Genesis. What about Game Gear? Does that show up with a Nomad? I don't f no, I think it was just the... The <laughs> Game Gear's your Paimon. <laughs> oh, Game Gear thinks this company's going out of business! Except it only gets my, about halfway through the sentence and then the batteries die. <laughs> And yeah, oh, I love I love no. the, the ending sequence is you get into a R270 starship, which is modeled after the R630 arcade cabinet, and you team up with like Sonic and Alex and a bass from Sega Bass Fishing. He joins you all the way to space. Yeah, that's sound I'm not gonna lie, this sounds so insanely crossovery ridiculous that I want to play this. Is Sagata Sanshiro in it? No, they did not work that one out. So during development, at some point they had like 300 <laughs> different copyright conflicts they had to deal with. And that's the one that got away. <laughs> and they managed to get a hundred of them figured out. <laughs> they just had to ditch a lot of it. Um, so they couldn't get the licensing for Segata Sanshiro, but they got the licensing for the likeness of Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mecha Ralph Machio. Very <laughs> famous Sega character, Ralph Machio. It's um it's got uh some gorgeous cutscenes by Toei Animation. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> No, that that's an authentic What? Yeah, this uh the director said he was given a small budget for the game and that it was less than a hundredth of Shenmue's budget. And uh, Toei Animation uh, wow. gave gave them a discount. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Ouch. Rashidna. <laughs> this game ever come out in the United States? That's a very good question. It the, didn't. The answer is no, it did not. Game over! <laughs> That's nice, John. It's nice for you to play that. Not for yourself, but for the second Dreamcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Celebrating 30 or 20 years since the demise of the Dreamcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. 
What are we talking about right now? <laughs> this game what is the insane. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was looking at the Wikipedia page about it. Like, it was the, so the director was developing it secretly. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was just you his don't like, say. Anger, this was like his anger project at Sega. Like, he's just sitting there, like after the fucking you know, like Genesis 32x CD Saturn <laughs> debacle. He's like, this fucking company. I'm just so. Oh, I'm gonna make a game that shows them what the fuck I think about their stupid ass extra console practices. And then he fucking, for some reason, decided to try and release it? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, he it's like writing it, it, it. You're not supposed to hit send on that email. Like, you, worked on you, it you for don't like, send that letter. <laughs> he worked on it for like two years, and the higher ups of Sega thought it was just some kind of joke and dismissed <laughs> it. <laughs> like, yeah. The joke's on them. <laughs> this is the kind of insane shit where you like hear about it where like some guy goes off the deep end and develops a game where like you know, you kill all women. And then you know <laughs> like <laughs> it's like oh, Okay, yeah, this is just some insane crackpot, but he happened to be like a high profile director for Sega who's like actually what you know what this is is a fucking like insane Sega RBG about the demise of the company. And then Sega said Okay, <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> no, it's like, like some kind of weird love letter slash send up or or, or what's the yeah. for like punch up of the gaming industry as a whole because it's got a bunch uh -huh. of like game parodies throughout it. Like it's got a game in here called um, Final Pharmacy Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in your face, Final Fantasy. <laughs> you know, Mortal Wombat. I'm just looking at some of these like cover arts of like game parodies they put in this. It, it's just right, I'm mad about Mortal Wombat. We all made that joke, but it wasn't funny because but wombats are humorous, but they aren't particularly deadly, and it's the only thing that rhymes with combat. And it's lazy, John. It's lazy. Okay, but did you ever make an Ace Wombat 2 joke? Because they have that as well. They have double okay. wombats. That's pretty good. See, now we're talking. If you, if you, know, Mortal Wombat hack. <laughs> Fucking Ace Wombat. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Flying like, Wombat. Jumping straight to Galaxy Brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, John, what? I just have to send you this. I'm good. Like I'm looking at a screen of of the Sega Saturn battle, and it's just like a Sega Saturn taking up the entire screen and filling it with bullets. Like it's amazing. Ah, I wish they could translate this game and release it in the U.S. because it looks awesome. There's no like uh, fan. No, the uh, fans been trying to figure it out for a long time, but I think there's a lot of like otaku things that just don't really. Like, oh, can't yeah. really translate. I'm still stuck on why is Ralph Macchio in this game? <laughs> yeah. Like, was there. Did Sega make a Karate Kid game? So, like, in Japan, his likeness is there? Like, of all the people, why? And also, I mean, we're talking anime Ralph Macchio with drill hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just Ralph Macchio. Yeah, I, honestly, once I saw that, I stopped asking questions. It just got on board. Like, I'm, I'm all in. Just took it out and started whacking, man. <laughs> I oh, mean, I, I will give credit. Like, if you were going to do a crazy crossover game, like, sure, get 
characters from the, the mascot platformers and the beat-em-ups and the other RPGs and shmups, the fact that they cut the bass from Sega Bass <laughs> Fishing, that's commitment. Like, that is commitment. Good yeah, on you. Because, yeah, the cutscene is great. You have all these characters, like, kind of flying in and doing their little pose. <laughs> One of them's a fish. <laughs> like, and he's just a fish. Oh, too bad it's not the Seaman fish. I, oh man, where is Seaman Fish in this? What I fuck? I don't think he's in this, which is uh, disappointing. I, maybe he is. This I feel like maybe this they just couldn't deep. afford Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, is this game why there's no like Sega Smash Bros? Like we've joked about that in the past because like you know Sony made theirs and like Sega's made so many like you know Mario Kart and like other kind of crossover type games. Is this what stopped Sega from doing their own Smash Brothers? Did they think like, okay, no, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna laugh at us because they're gonna remember Sagagaga, like, or they're know. just like, why, why don't we make a fighting game? No, no, we peaked with Sagagaga. We're yeah. never gonna top that. And okay, so honestly, is this game pronounced Sega Gaga or like Sega Gaga? Like, yeah, where's the where's the emphasis? So here, it's spelled John? all one word, but I've heard it pronounced one word. But Sega Gaga, I've heard it like pronounced, it, like there's an echo in here. <laughs> Sega Gaga, I've heard it pronounced as Sega Gaga. That's what I Sega heard. Sega Gaga. Because see, I think the idea was supposed to be it's like you're going Gaga for Sega, right? I like, thought it was like the Queen song. Ooh, that's the joke I was making in the chat earlier. You know, it's not Sega Goo Goo, it's Sega Gaga. You know, they had the time, they had the power, they've yet to have their finest hour, and then the Dreamcast fucking died, and we never got Sega Gaga. I love that the director got a $200 marketing budget, he spent $100 of it on a wrestling mask. It must have been we like need to a, get that guy on the show, like quite a, frankly. A, <laughs> a match-worn tiger mask or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sure in Japan they just sell those in vending machines. <laughs> uh, you know, god damn. This, uh... Johnny, this is insane. And in what way is it a role-playing game? Well, because it starts off with, like, you know... It's it's I, it might be more like simulation. It starts as role playing with like sort of role playing battle style system and role playing overhead and try you know uh, overworld views and and walking around and random encounters things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then it starts turning into like more like a simulation game. So it kind of blends genres a little bit. Plus the, all the little mini games, you know, like the, the shmup final boss mini game. You know, right, right, right. But uh, no, so it does, it has like, I mean, it has a story. The story is that Sega's, you know, losing um, the only 3% market share. Uh, they're losing the company called Dogma. And uh, they're hiring people. And you're one of the people who's been hired to try to revive the company. And um, you're, like, you try to uh, battle and gather a team of developers and directors. Uh, and you form little divisions within the company. And, you know... You can you can ch choose uh, if you want to go for like just making artsy games or shovelware games or you know, things like that. Um, it's uh, it's it's got some depth, considering how insane this is. Then yeah, Johnny, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care. <laughs> you were never supposed to get back on topic about the actual game. Like you you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is insane, John. <laughs> 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 Ugh. It, it's maybe the most 
what <laughs> game that you've ever brought to the show? Not only because it never came out in America, because thank God they were, you know, smart enough to not bother, but like, no, truly, John, what? You know, it, this isn't some fan game. This isn't some homebrew crazy shit. This was an official Sega game release at some point in some country. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel I'm like it's a toss-up between baffled. this and whatever that porn game was for most ridiculous shit you've ever pulled. Yep. This it's, uh, game is canon. <laughs> That's what I need to know. I need to know how much of this game is canon. <laughs> 100%. All of it. <laughs> oh, God. It just changed the whole Sega universe. Oh, God damn, why didn't you go last? How am I going to follow this? <laughs> you can't, David. You fucked up. So, to that end. Johnny, let's fucking get to that end. <laughs> Game 5. Oh. -ho -ho.
have to find my trivia. I was busy looking up Sega Gaga screenshots. David, it's over. It's, it's in the past. Let it go. <laughs> uh, in one of the towns, uh, there is an NPC who says, I'm saving up to go on an adventure. I only have a thousand gold right now. Though maybe if I save up 10,000 gold, I can even join you. This is a reference to the crowdfunding campaign for the game, where a reward for pledging $10,000 was to have a character of your design be among the playable cast, whereas a $1,000 pledge would have a character be an NPC. want to give a shout out to the composer for this game, um, Hiroki Kikuta, who is what? famous for working on the Secret of Mana series. Whoa! Now there's a detail that uh, escaped me. Because uh, based on what I know of recent Kikuta, this is uh, very reserved. But anyway, yeah, sorry. 
so Johnny says Mecha Ralph Macchio. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John and Jesse have the correct answer. This is indivisible. So this game is really cool and I really like it, but it's hard to talk about it without talking about like behind the scenes stuff. And I really don't want to do that. I, I just want to kind of focus on the game. I don't know, David. I'd like to really, if I may, get inside baseball with it. Let's uh, let's talk about nothing but behind the scenes stuff. We are an expert podcast. We're uh, we're all about that context. I'd like to know all about the development of this game rather than the gameplay of this game. Uh, you know, so so frame this up for us nicely and oh. tell us. I thought when you said behind the scenes, I didn't realize you meant behind the scenes of this game. I thought you meant behind the scenes of this podcast. And I was really confused about what peek behind the curtain like there is about our show in regards to this game. Like peek right. behind the curtain, Johnny famously hates Indivisible. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, no, I'll give you a peek behind the curtain right now. Here's how I figured out this game. Uh, David mentioned in his trivia crowdfunding for this game. I googled list of kickstarted RPGs. That's not a search result that you can get. So it came up with a Wikipedia page for, uh, excuse me, list of video game crowdfunding projects. And I scrolled down the list until I saw a name that I was familiar with that sounded like this game. So David, no, I, I knew right off the bat that this was not uh, the wonderful 101 remastered and I, Figured you didn't play the Banner Saga 3. And then I got to Indivisible, which took me back in Game That Tune Time to a, a far off distant episode. Episode 42, David. Do you remember episode 42? Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's favorites? I don't know. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, you, what I, what I remember, remember is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what I remember out of episode 42, David. Episode 42 was a famous episode. It was Jesse's abrupt disappearance from the podcast for a short time. Uh, and we had to scramble to replace him at the last minute. We replaced him with our good friend Pat Perkins. And, you know, Shit. Hold on, let me... We haven't used this, have we? No, no, we haven't. Uh, okay. Episode 42 was the all RPG episode of Game That Tune. <laughs> and Pat Perkins brought to us a game called Valkyrie Profile. Okay. You got it There's wrong. There's the connection. And he, Pat gave you a little bit of shit, and he said that this is related to uh, a game that should be up your alley called Indivisible. And... At that time, Indivisible has not even been released. So clearly, you guys were following some Kickstarter that I wasn't aware of. But I internalized that. I thought, Indivisible. That's the, you know, I don't know what that means, but I'm into it. And uh, here we are, some 196 uh, episodes later. <laughs> it's finally paying off. <laughs> You finally satisfied Pat's uh, joke that you know you should have known Valkyrie Profile How? based on Indivisible. 
John, do you listen to every episode of Game That Dude every week? Like, how do you remember this? I don't remember episode 238. And here you are, like... We are on episode 238. <laughs> yeah, wow. episode 42. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, just, seriously, that, that's just one of those things that seriously, because it was like, you know, Pat gave you some shit. And he was like, you know, J- David, you should have known this because it's connected to a game that I think you're into, Indivisible. I'm like... Yeah, you know, that just internalized in my brain. And then when this uh, when this came up, and I was scrolling through that Triggered. list of crowdfunded projects, and I saw Indivisible, I'm like, sure, that's <laughs> as good as a guess as any. Um, I don't know if I have the authority to do this, but John should get a bonus point just for that fucking <laughs> Sherlock Holmes thing. <laughs> like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but right. uh, yeah. This is Indivisible. Uh, It was a a crowdfunded RPG. It's kind of a Metroidvania RPG, like the overworld you're exploring, similar to like a 2D platformer, but you level up, you fight enemies, you go to a separate battle screen. It's, It's an RPG. And it has a really interesting combat system, um, because it's made by the same team that made Skullgirls. So the combat system is kind of like a fighting game. Um, Your party of four characters, every character is assigned one button. So you have somebody on A, somebody on B, Y, and X, or cross, circle, whatever. Um, And you can, it it uses the active time battle, uh, which I'm usually not a fan of. I prefer turn-based, but um, every character has their, like their active meter once you do stuff it counts down until you can go again so what you can do is you can sort of combo like a fighting game so if one of your characters has an attack that will launch someone up you can then use another character to jump in jump up and attack and then once they land a third character come in and sweep them Mm. so like you don't really have menus instead every character has like button press up button press and then down button press so you have like three different attacks that you can do um or three different actions because sometimes you have a healer and you push like down a and you just heal your party um but you can combo everything all together when you're fighting your enemies so it's a really unique battle system and i think that's kind of what it gets from um valkyria chronicles where it's like an active time Jesse is shaking his head. I'm Valkyrie very, profile. very wrong. Valkyrie profile. Yeah. Oh, David. For shame. For shame. I mean, I got the answer wrong in episode 42. I haven't learned my lesson. Sure. Ah, uh, yeah. 196 episodes of shame. Um, shame, shame, shame. But did I, in, in describing my backstory, did I say Valkyrie Chronicles of Valkyrie profile? You said Valkyrie profile. I'm going to need to run it back. Okay, I did say the right game. Good. Ooh, David, I'm better than you. <laughs> wow. MJ right there. Yeah, that was established. Like um But the the cool the other thing that I really like about this game is the like cast of characters, because it's by the same people who do Skullgirls, so they're very good at world building and character designs. And you get like 30 fucking characters to choose from. Your party mm. is four, but there's just 
a shit ton of characters. You can pick from like a like nerdy plant girl who's actually a healer. There's a, a dog that you can recruit. There's like a lesbian pirate with like a cannon that she uses. Okay. Like, can, Slow it down, David. You're describing so many things that I'm into. Can I'm sorry. Dogs. Nerdy plant? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like this like nerdy girl, like super into horticulture and like she wants to join you to go on an adventure and study all these different plants and she kind of becomes your healer because she makes all these potions and everything. Um, there's an option to recruit a dog. Can, so like you literally yeah. just have this dog so, join yeah. your party. Go back to Wargroove, where we all fucking love the dog. Can you pet the dog? I don't know. Aww. I haven't gotten to the dog yet. Um, better get to that dog, motherfucker. And you better there's like a like a water genie that you can recruit. Like the characters get fucking out there, and a they're wet all awesome. Genie? Can you pet the water genie? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so like, yeah, okay. Real talk, David. In a in the 1992 Disney movie Aladdin, Genie's blue. What do you think Genie feels like? Do you think he feels like smoke or like water? Like, you know, what, what's the consistency of Genie? <laughs> Does he feel I mean, like smoke? I feel <laughs> like he he takes like a physical form that you can touch and like interact with, but I feel he probably feels like smoke because uh -huh. he always has that smoke bottom. Right, yeah, the smoke bottom is kind of the, the giveaway, but like I feel like his body, it's like you know, it's like water that is formed into like a kind of buff guy. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe he's vape. Is the is the genie from Aladdin vape juice? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Does he feel like smoke? <laughs> Shut up, John. Let's keep talking about Indivisible. <laughs> um. But Wait, yeah, okay, it, so yeah, I'm, and I'm sorry, pirate lesbian? Yeah, there's a, there's a, you recruit this, like, boisterous pirate queen, um, who apparently, like, hooks up with one of the other characters, uh, also a woman. Um, totally into that. Every, every fucking word of that I'm into. And it, it does a, pirate a really... queen boisterous? <laughs> it does an interesting thing where the main character is this, um, girl named Ajna, who has like a magical ability. She has like a whole like chakram dimension in her head. So it explains away. You're just the one girl running around exploring the world. But when you get into a battle, you have your party with you. And normally games are like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just graphics. We couldn't animate like 30 people following behind you or whatever. But this game, like as soon as she meets somebody, their spirit kind of enters her mind. And then that's when they come out of her mind to form her party. So it gives a story explanation for why there's only one character on the overworld, which is not necessary, mm. but I think it's kind of a cute detail. Sure. Um, and it's, I really love the soundtrack. I can't wait for this to get on GTT radio. Um, yeah, it honestly, has like a, I mean, fucking, you know, you, you, how, how did I not know that Kakuda was back and making a new soundtrack for something? Like, yeah, it, this that would have flagged my fucking attention immediately. What the fuck, man? Well, I mean, the game was in development for like 
three or four years. Like at, it's at been a long as time long coming. As we've been making this podcast. <laughs> um, and I the soundtrack has like a really nice world music vibe to it. Um, That's Kakuna, baby. Because <laughs> I I feel like a lot of RPGs, and I don't think we necessarily covered it on this show, but a lot of them are very like grounded in like European mythology, the knight and the wizard, and like castles They're and somewhere that kind of shit. between Japanese anime and European, you know folksiness for sure <laughs> yeah and this game like it pulls a lot of influence from like cambodia and like korea and then there's a, a town i haven't gotten to it yet but apparently it's based on like a mexican mesoamerican temple um and it's mm. like i really mm. like kind of the diverse world in this like i really enjoy Ooh. this game oh you're speaking my language especially as it relates to fucking kakoda baby <laughs> like you know Fuck it, my favorite song from Secret of Mana is The Oracle, which is the second to last boss theme, which in researching The Oracle is the SNES version of Balinese Gamelan music. Like, you know, yeah, if Kakuda wants to do world music, fucking let him, baby. Like, uh, I'm into it, man. That's, uh, yeah, I, I love it. Let the, let the guy experiment as much as he wants. Except... As it relates to remaking the Secret of Mana soundtrack. <laughs> like, Don't touch that shit. Oh, man, did he fuck that shit up. <laughs> like, you had 25 years to not fuck it up, and you took it and you fucked it up. So, like, yeah, just letting, letting the guy make a new original soundtrack, I'm intrigued by it. Letting him reimagine one of his old soundtracks? No, don't even touch it. Like... Don't don't come anywhere near it. But like this, whatever this is, I'm gonna listen to this. This sounds fucking great. <laughs> it is. It's so yeah. good. Um, yeah. I. I. That's the whole reason. The whole reason I did this theme is because I wanted to talk about this game. And I have classically not been super into RPGs, but lately, the last year or so, I've been getting into them, and I've been enjoying them. And. I kind of want to play more. The uh, only thing David. that I, the only <laughs> thing that I don't like about it is that they're usually really big time commitments. But yes, I enjoy is, them as an adult. The number one problem with RPGs, <laughs> like man, they just don't make them like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest anymore. <laughs> These fucking games are so long and such an investment that they're daunting, quite frankly. But Honestly, if you find one that it, and it grabs you, have at it, baby. Like, like I, I find so many times, like, I, I start playing a game and I get into it and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have the time for this. But then I, you know, like on nights of just hanging out, you know, watching TV, editing a podcast, I'll stop watching TV and I'll play some Smash Brothers or something. And it's like, wait a minute. That's two, three hours I could have put into that RPG. I could have gained some levels. I could have fucking made some progress. Like, you know, it, the gaming balancing act is tricky. And, you know, much like in my game, when I was talking about changing my thinking about spending money on microtransactions, you gotta change your thinking about, like, the time you're willing to put into a game. Like, two to three hours in an RPG might not seem like a lot, but when you're grinding a little bit and you're able to beat that next boss and advance to the next area... It was worth it. You know, what What would you rather do? 
do a little grind in a fun RPG and beat a boss and move on to the next area, or play some online Smash Bros and make zero progress. I mean, when you put it like that... Because that's pretty much the struggle I'm up against every fucking night. Like, I love playing Smash Brothers, but, like, should I play something else? Yes. Yes, I should. Like, uh, you know, did I do anything tonight? Yeah. I lost two matches, and Ganondorf is no longer in Elite Smash. I fucked up. I should have just played the RPG. That's my that's my takeaway from most of my nights of playing <laughs> games. Like, I should have just played the RPG. <laughs> That's my point. That's my point yeah. for the night. You should have just played the RPG. <laughs> well, and that was one of the other things that got me interested in Indivisible, because as I was reading about it, it's apparently it's like 20 to 30 hours, which for an RPG is not long that at ain't all. Shit, <laughs> baby. Are you kidding me? Because I mean, I'm playing Dragon Quest 11. I'm like 50 hours in and I'm in act two, like the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I put 50 hours into Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it felt like I fucking had wasted a month of my life. Like, you know, and, like, I had to stay up late to find the time to do it. You cut that in half, that shit is easy breezy, baby. Are you kidding? 20 to 30 hour RPG? Maybe they do make them like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Is this the modern Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, David? No. Um... I don't know much about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, so yes. Uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is Baby's first RPG with a fucking dope-ass soundtrack for the SNES. Oh. Uh, no, this is not Baby's first no, RPG. You will get your fucking face a, wrecked. Okay, this is okay, a fine. <laughs> very intricate combo system. <laughs> Still worth asking. I gotta, uh, I gotta find where it fits on the, the RPG spectrum. Uh, but in terms of dope ass soundtrack, it's uh, it's right in there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good, 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 very good. David, I love it. I you know honestly like you know, I wasn't interested terribly playing this game, but you know, twenty to thirty hour playtime and Kakuta soundtrack, like David, you might have just sold me on this. Well, I'm I'm happy to. Good, very good. Thank you. You should get a commission on stuff like this. Have you talked to the uh, the developers and thought about maybe uh, you know can we get the GTT get some points on the back end on this thing? Um, probably not. That's not part of the crowdfunding thing. We uh, you know, man, like God, they were still funding this when Pat brought it up on the show years ago. We should have contacted them for some points on the back end. This could have been an indivisible <laughs> podcast that just happened to talk about other games every night. You know, for like three years, we could have been like, we're the Indivisible podcast. Uh, here's updates. No news now. All right, so <laughs> we're going to go to this other section. Yep. TBA. In the meantime, here's a episode about something completely different. In the meantime, God, let's play something called Game That Tune. God, that, you know, God, TBA, uh, GTT TBA. <laughs> Sponsored by the Kickstarter Indivisible. That's, uh, that would have been a good idea four and a half years ago. <laughs> but, uh, David, this, uh, this is a delight, man. I, yeah, I think, actually, I kind of want to get into this game. It's, uh, it, uh, it looks great, it sounds great, and it's got a, uh, it's got a, like, inter a, a terminable time. So, like, 
I think uh, I think you might have just like pitched me an RPG that's right up my alley, man. I'm, I, I thank you. For that. Like I said, I recommend it. It's I've been playing it. It's a lot of fun. And as you know, someone who's played RPGs for the last year and a half of his life, David's RPG recommendations—they hold water, baby. Like, yeah, you know, he, I he, mean, he's brand new to this thing. He's not going to recommend bad RPGs. <laughs> I I have over nine months of experience. I'm an expert. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic. I love it. Uh, David, anything else before we send it over to the old? Calculating computer? I don't believe so, no. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Boom! That's right, babies. My win tonight... Thanks, David, for that bonus point. That really made the uh, fudging of the numbers unnecessary. I uh, I won this one outright, motherfuckers. This was a... Uh, what a fantastic I, show this was. I was just honestly so goddamn impressed. I was like, yeah. Dude, I I, mean, I wasn't, like, making that shit up. I, I, I don't mean to, like, toot my own horn as some sort of GTT fucking encyclopedia, but I was like, oh, yeah, David knows of Indivisible. Because of that episode where Pat brought up Indivisible. And uh, you're like, I had to pull up GameThat2.com and control F Pat's Twitter handle. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that was episode 42. <laughs> this is going to sound insane when I say it. But yes, David, I know this is Indivisible because <laughs> you mentioned it nearly 200 episodes ago. That's just how it goes, baby. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just part of my Game That Tune brain. It's uh, it's something delightful. So, anyway, uh, goddamn, what a show. What a time it's been. What a time it's going to be on next week's episode, because guess what? I got a fantastic theme in mind for next week's episode. David, let's let's talk about this week's theme. What was this week's theme? Uh, RPGs. RPGs. And what is it exactly that RPG stands for? Um, in tonight's context, role-playing nope, games. No, not in tonight's context. Okay, role-playing games. Uh-huh. Give me a, give me another one. Jesse, give me another, uh, give me another, uh, RPG. What, what does it stand for? Um, really pretty girls. That's, oh man, that's a good theme too. Johnny, though, I'm gonna need you, man. You're gonna have to give me a, give, you know, what does RPG stand for? Rocket-propelled grenades? That's right, Johnny. It stands for Rocket Propelled Grenade. We've been making this joke for a couple of weeks now. Johnny, you've got it, man. You asked for it. This is the theme for next week's episode. No, it's not Rocket Propelled Grenades, because that's way too fucking specific. No. Next week, I want games with rockets. Ooh. Ooh. I'm into it. Yep. It doesn't matter what they're propelling. It could be a grenade. It could be anything else. Could it be a red rocket? I, it could... God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like how... I like, you almost caught me on just momentum <laughs> to say, yes, Jesse, it could be a red rocket. 
I was gonna say, go back, watch this episode, and see. You can pinpoint the moment where he realizes what's been no, said. No, no, no. What uh, he's about to commit to. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, game. The theme is games with rockets. That's what you have to work with. Uh, take that as you will. <laughs> ah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's uh, dare I say it, going to be a blast. Oh, thanks, Jesse. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I feel like the Tim Allen grunt might have been more appropriate because it would be about more power, but Pepsi Man is fine. Uh, you're right. It's going to be a blast. A so. blast of fresh Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's uh, the next episode. It's going to be invigorating. Like a blast of fresh Pepsi. So, yeah. Fresh. That's fresh. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> I just squeezed it. We need to talk for several minutes about what constitutes fresh Pepsi. <laughs> Johnny, describe to us your perfect fresh Pepsi. I'll tell you what fresh Pepsi is. It's the title of this week's episode. That's what fresh Pepsi is. <laughs> A blast of fresh Pepsi. Not next week's episode in which we're talking about rockets. That's the title for this week's episode, in which we talked about RPGs. Um, man, what an episode it's been! What a blast of, fre- a blast of a fresh blast. Pepsi it's been! <laughs> a bl- what a blast of fresh Pepsi it's been! <laughs> ah. Guys, words. I love you. Words are tough, especially when. Oh, man. It's been a minute since I've uh, drank this much whiskey, but it's been a pleasure. It's been a fantastic episode. It's been a great show. And we thank you guys for listening. Thanks to everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks to everybody checking us out in podcast form or at Game That Tune or at anywhere else you get your podcast. Check us out. You know, rate, review, subscribe, all that shit. Thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. Let me tell you, man, patreon.com slash game that tune. We got some fun exclusives going over there. We got GTT gems. Every now and then we make a mixtape. We do a covered up. But, you know, that stuff, not to say it's fallen by the wayside, but we also do some movie commentaries. That's the star of the show. You want to join us for our Patreon movie commentaries. We, you know, we give you guys access to the movie and we hang out, we talk, we riff, we have a lot of fun Listen, uh, watching movies and just riffing. So join us there at Patreon. Uh, we love you guys for supporting the show. Keeps the lights on over there at our 24-7 music stream at twitch.tv slash gttradio. So we uh, we super appreciate you guys being patrons. Special thanks to our Patreon absurd fans. Here we go. The list keeps getting longer. Alex Messenger, Lance Raffier, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Morph, Tasty. Grammary and Phoenix Tier 2121. What a fantastic list of people that we have supporting us over there at Patreon and all the rest. Uh, we got a fantastic request tonight. David, who did we get that request from? Uh, the request came from Silver Nova in our Discord. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys making your request in our Discord server. 
That's the best way to make requests, but you can also email us, gamethattune at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune, or you can find us individually on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfdfleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan on Twitter at JP Regan JR. Hell yeah, fellas. So uh, it's time. It's time for bonus tunes. Let's talk about rockets. I want to talk about rocket propelled grenades. A game that we've all played featuring those rocket-propelled grenades, which does not necessarily mean it's going to be on next week's episode because uh, we've, we've used it on many past episodes of Game That too. But, uh, guys, we got four players here. Let's, let's set the settings to rockets, select your character, and then we're going to go to the control, and we're going to play a little GoldenEye 007. So, uh, you know, Johnny, who's your character? Who's your, uh, who's your 007 multiplayer pick? Go. Odd job. David? Um, Dr. Doke. Jesse Jaws and I will be James Bond fuck you Johnny for picking odd job I'm gonna blow you up with a rocket this is control from GoldenEye 007 on the N64 we love you everybody peace out Final Fantasy XII is copyright 2006 Square Enix. Genshin Impact is copyright 2020 MiHoYo. 
Golden Sun is copyright 2000 Sun. Camelot, or, mm, 2000 Sun. <clears throat> Golden Sun is copyright 2001 Camelot Software Planning and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Segagaga is copyright 2001 Sega Games Company Limited. Indivisible is copyright 2019 Lab Zero Games and 505 Games. I'm too, I'm too drunk to say calculating computer. You just did. Calculator? Um, it was? Yeah, because I remember that was a... a Oh, I think I was still plugging my headphone. Shit. Okay, now I can hear things. Um, no one was <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> I have my own voice <laughs> mic back into my headphones. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> hear your silence. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear my own voice. <laughs> like, uh, oh, boy. Anyway, so deafening silence aside, uh, you like the real-time battle system. 